All right, Jean, are you ready to be counted in? I'm ready. Ready in Chamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Shtaim. Yeah! Where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Here I am. Here I am. I got no dates to plug. <laughs> So instead, you're just doing a PSA to use hand sanitizer? I'm just, nope, it's not a PSA. It's just what I've been doing for the last 43 years of my life. And this obsessive compulsive behavior has finally paid off. I'm finally getting rewarded for who I am. Man, way to thrive. Yep. <laughs> Guys, I realized last week's episode, you were probably like, why isn't this woman talking about the pandemic? We did record that a bit earlier. and But actually, truth be told... I think Monday uh, and Wednesday were two different worlds anyways. So uh, the point being, the S has officially hit the fan, moms and dads. It, I, I got to be honest with you that um, when when I canceled my dates last Wednesday, I was at first in so much panic because I've been, it's like when you, um, when you want to pick at the scab, I kept watching the news over and over and over and over. I couldn't stop myself. And then I decided to start baking. So I've been obsessively baking cupcakes and brownies. And then I started drinking. So I went through my drinking phase. And then I went through um, stocking up on uh, Lexapro, making sure I got my Lexapro, making sure I got my things. So, you know, it's been a lot. And I know everybody listening, You, if you're listening and you have children, I mean, the one saving grace I can think of in this time is that, thank God, this thing does not take kids down. Oh, I think every one of us would be in um, a fucking straitjacket right now if this were taking little kids down. So, Catch me outside. yeah, I am so happy. And I know all the moms and dads listening, um, the one universal thing, everybody was like, pandemic, no biggie. My kid's not going to school for a month. Whoa. Everybody's home with their kids. And I think that's going to be the hardest part of this pandemic. I got to get this height right. Is uh, staying home with our little ones. I mean, God damn it. But, um, you know, we've been doing the the lesson plans, the school sends, keeping them on the schedule. Oh, you guys have to... Like homeschool and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's the order. Most people are homeschooling their kids. They're sending you curriculum. So kids are like working when they're home. This is not like a vacation. This isn't happy, fun time, coronavirus vacation time? No, it kind of is at our house because like I got a four-year-old and a almost two-year-old. Like they're not really in school per se. And I've just told Ellis that he's on spring break indefinitely. <laughs> I'm like, you're just on break, dude. I don't know. I didn't told him shit about a virus. Like he... He, he's not even oh yeah so they, so they have no they idea care. so you didn't explain it at all to them right and i, I think no. that's the move they don't need to know this shit right not really he, i don't even think he senses that anything is wrong um he has strep throat and the baby has baby strep so that's kind of a that's been a bummer um he doesn't really know all he knows is that mom and dad are around a lot more and he loves it and we play with him a lot more and so with julian too uh, anyways, we're gonna have Katie Morton on. We're gonna talk to her about how to talk to your children about this stuff. In the meantime, I would like to offer some hope, and I will be your beacon of light. As you noticed, I'm wearing a very colorful shirt. This is a one of my my best friend, Ela. You do look amazing. I look amazing. You know why? I'm loving this look. Up. You know why? I went on a vision quest walk this morning because you are still allowed to go outside, and the sun came out, and I went on top of the mountain. And I looked at God's glorious work at the sun and at the no planes coming in and out of LAX. And I heard birds and I saw people walking and dogs. And, um, oh, for God's sake, Katie Ward. And did here's you, the Did deal. you hear any birds that sound like this? Oh. <laughs> no, stupids. But I will tell you that I had a vision and my vision comes in the form of this. I stopped watching the news. I stopped watching CNN. I stopped watching Fox. And I realized the other day when I hung out with Dr. Drew Pinsky, when we did Dr. Drew After Dark, that I felt calmer after hanging out with him for just two hours. And I went home and my whole view changed. Why? 
because he's been friends with Dr. Fauci. He's worked with Dr. Fauci since the AIDS epidemic. So that's a long time. That's the 1980s he's known this guy. Listen to what Dr. Drew is saying. Go to drdrew.com. I don't get any money or anything. I'm not plugging him for whatever. I'm just telling you that he makes a lot of sense, you guys. Listen to him. Listen to Dr. Fauci at the CDC. Don't forget these people. Because literally on CNN, I was listening last night, and they're like, they'll be like, this person feels like this this might lead to a recession. And then they'll talk for an hour about a feeling somebody had. And it's like, this is not even reality yet. This is a feeling of a feeling. Um, what, what am I saying? What am I reminding people of? I'm just telling you. No, just because this, uh, this episode's coming out on Monday. And so we're recording this oh, on, on March 17th. Right. So some of this stuff might be dated. March just giving a, a little... But the, the the point of the story is be be mindful. You know, a tweet is not reality. And anyway, let's call Katie. I feel like she's the one to talk about. I'm dialing her number. I'm dialing her number. <laughs> let's cut this out. How fucking, what do you mean? You're doing such a great job. This is so fucking boring. No, it's not. We just lost. Cool oh, my God. <laughs> we just lost everybody listening. No, this is the best part of the show. I'm going to fucking blow my Look at you, out. mom with technology. Oh, stop. I like this jam, too. Here she is. Oh, gosh. That's me, Katie. That's me. Pick up. Hello? Hi, Katie Morton. We're connected. Hi, I miss you. I love you. I wish you could come in person, but we're, we're Same, being... But- extra you know, cautious death and all that like yeah the, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> anyways we're um you're on we're on where my mom's at and i wanted to connect with you because at this point i haven't really explained much to my four-year-old or two-year-old because they kind of don't seem to be noticing much is up but to the parents listening how can we talk to our children about this situation yeah i think i mean the the worst thing we can actually do is completely ignore it because mm. If you remember being a kid, you always kind of sense the anxiety yes. of your parents. Yes. So if we're upset, they already know. They just don't know why. Mm. And so I think the best way we can do it is to tell it in a story that would make sense to them. And you don't have to hold anything back. I think people worry a lot about like, oh, I'm going to traumatize my children. No, it's actually worse for them to try to make up their own story because they don't have all the information. Mm. So, and I don't mean all the information, like they need to know, you know, exactly what the CDC is saying or anything. <laughs> Dr. Fauci um, today said, Ellis. <laughs> I know. Don't you understand this? Testing. And um, I think what you can just say is something to the effect of uh, if they understand the flu or cold, they get sick. You talk about it like that. You know, we have a, a new sickness and we don't know much about it. And so people are worried. So we have to be very clean and be careful. You know, and if you start feeling sick, you let me know. But I think we're healthy, you know, mm. and show them the things that you do to make them feel so they feel safe. And then there's things they can do to help, like washing their hands. And we we sing the Sesame Street song while we do this or whatever their favorite mm-hmm. ditty is. I don't know. The shark song. It, that oh, not Baby Shark, Katie. Don't you dare say Baby Shark. <laughs> a million parents just had a headache, had a horrible reaction to that. Hearing that. Uh, also, like, how do I explain to my children that we're not going to school because of we're staying shut in? Like, is it just like, oh, there's germs. And if we stay <laughs> quarantined and we don't leave the house, like, you know what I mean? It sounds nutty to say it even in a nice way. Right. And it, it, gonna, it, it sounds nutty. It does sound it does because it is. Like, yeah. we, I mean, I can't remember any situation like this in my life. Hell you no. know, like any. So I think it's OK to just as weird as it sounds to like embrace the nuttiness so that they understand because we just want them to not make up their own story because they could think oh I made mom upset that's why she's she seems on edge not that they even have that language but they you know something's wrong maybe I did something or maybe I was so bad that I don't get to go to school you know Jesus Christ yeah that's terrible you don't want them thinking that stuff and we don't know if they will, but some the kids tend to make things. I mean, think back to when you were a kid. I used to think when my parents were arguing that I had done something to cause them to argue. Of course. We don't know how to always think outside of ourselves. Of course. So telling them, like, you know, lots of kids and people are getting sick, and so we're staying home so that n- nobody else gets sick, and we don't get anybody sick. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want to get sick, and we don't want to get anybody sick. Um, kids understand colds and stuff, so that's the way I would just frame it. Okay. I wouldn't talk about death or no. anything, you know, like it could kill people, uh, but I would just keep <laughs> it to, we don't want to get sick. 
We've got to wash our hands and we got to clean ourselves and, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So school is closed just to make sure you don't, your friends, you don't, we, mm-hmm. your friends don't get sick that, because they call each other friends at school. So. Oh, okay. perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to explain it to him tonight because we've just been baking a ton of cookies and brownies around the house. <laughs> carb loading and uh it's been kind of a party at our house yeah is that what you're doing so what are you doing katie morton licensed marriage family therapist (laughs) how do therapists deal with um the uncertain times i mean i'm not gonna lie like just because i know better doesn't mean i do better i'm i'm feeling anxious too i'm not sleeping the best but what i've been doing for myself is honestly thought stopping which Mm. it just works for me so because i can spiral like, I'm more of an anxious type person, like, personally. Like, I'm in my own therapy for my own reasons. And so I know that if I don't – I have to have some information, but I can't overwhelm myself. So at a certain point when I'm like, okay, that's the update today. Yeah. Shut this shit off. <laughs> yeah. so I don't yeah. spiral. And then in my head I'll say something like, okay, now let's think of, like, what was your favorite vacation you've, took, you've taken in the last, like, five years? Mm. And then I'll, like, tell myself a story about it just to stop the thoughts or – I'll go through like right now before we started, I was making a list with Sean of like, what are some things I've been wanting to do around the house that I haven't mm-hmm. had time to do? Well, I found um, what's really helped. Those are really good thoughts. Like think of the best thing you've done. Think of positive things. You know what I really have been doing is binging on, on the news the first few days of this. Cause yeah. I, it's like, it, it made me feel worse, but then it, all, it also made me feel like I was doing something <laughs> and I, yeah. but you're not, it didn't, it just made me spiral even more. And I decided to just know what I need to know at the end of the day or beginning of the day. And then that's it. And I'm off. And then going outside really helped me today. Just going for a walk, going outside, going on a vision quest, listening to mu- music that I like. Because you can still go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah, you can still walk around. You're supposed to just to keep your distance from people, like yes. six feet, I think they say. Or you can go take a drive in your car, too. There you go. You know, if like you don't live in a place that's easy to walk around. Um, yeah, because we, we're not meant to be cooped up. But I'd take this opportunity to, uh, I don't know, spend some time with yourself. You know, like we don't often get the time to just reflect and consider where things are going. And if we're happy with the, you know, certain choices we've been making in the last year or so, like, it's okay to be reflective, but don't spend 24 seven watching the news. You'll go crazy. It's too much information. It's like so anxiety provoking. Well, and it's not even real information. I mean, when you start to watch the news through the lens of them having to fill 24 hours, (laughs) of programming and literally last night it was like cnn did an hour because somebody said uh, they feel that the economy will go into a recession thoughts and it's like well yeah we're all feeling that but nobody can predict anything at this point and like no who does that help (laughs) well it doesn't help (laughs) no i hate that i hate that shit because i'm always like what's the end goal here who's benefiting from is there a good answer no. Right. Who is benefiting? You know, who is benefiting is General General Electric, who pays for it's the sponsors. 100%. So they're keeping yeah. you entertained, and they're keeping you in the cycle of panic and fear. And you're consuming. You're consuming the news. And but anyways, okay. So that's a good one. So you, I love this idea of a time of reflection. Maybe a time to sit around and really think about. Yeah, am I leading a meaningful life? Is this what I want to be doing with my life? Um, what about to quell anxiety? Yeah, there's a lot we can do because I don't know how nerdy you want me to get on this, but I, I went love down it. a huge rabbit hole, spent a lot of time reading about our fight, flight, freeze response and our vagus nerve. Anyways, long story short, is the reason that we're feeling so pent up and anxious and just overwhelmed is because in fight, flight, freeze, we are we have like an identifiable uh, thing that we're afraid of and we mm-hmm. can run away, fight it. There's something we can do. But with the virus, we can't really, fight. like, what do you do? There's, there's nothing you can really do. So we have all this energy. Our body's gearing up to fight a threat, and then there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do with that. So it's just like energy is just humming around inside of us. And, you know, that's why our heart can raise. We can feel overwhelmed. And so the things that I always recommend is kind of what we already talked about, like limiting the amount of content that you allow yourself to even digest. Um, also, uh, do the things you can. Like you said, like you're going for a walk, you've been baking, um, doing like I was making a list of things I haven't had time to do, like do the things that, that you can take some action where you can. If it helps for you to Clorox wipe all the 
you know, <laughs> handles and stuff in your house, mm-hmm. fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you want to wear a mask, it makes you feel safer, makes you feel better, do it. I don't mm-hmm. care, you know. Um, if there are things that you can take action, that will re- at least help you because you feel like, I'm moving in the right direction. I'm doing something. Yes, um, and, and I think, too, as Americans, we're great consumers. And what do we do when we're panicked? We buy. We went to the store yeah. and we bought toilet paper and we bought canned goods and we bought stuff to make us feel better. And I'm like, hey, man, and that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, it, it made me feel good, too. Like we got our Costco <laughs> order yesterday delivered. Oh, it feels good. And I was like putting it does. I put it away in the freezer and I was like, now I'm not going to die. Yeah. I don't know. Does it even make that much sense? No. <laughs> you're right but it's that feeling that all this adrenaline that we all have and it just kind of and this walk I went on this morning was so aggressive like I was like running through my neighborhood just getting it all out like motherfucker I'll fucking take you down coronavirus and um, right like I don't fuck I can't handle this yeah this is making us go crazy yeah yeah like where do we put this and I found myself getting really depressed too because I I was just depressed for a, a minute there as well. Like, what do I do? What, it's what, sad. You know? Yeah. It's okay to like cry about it. As silly as it sounds, like I've, I've been extra tearful myself. And I think it's because of that sense of overwhelm and just sadness for what's happening. Cause we, we all have people in our lives. We worry if they get sick, you know? Mm. Um, and I think that that's a real concern for people. That's, that's why the main thing that we can do aside from all like, okay, do what you can limit the amount of stuff that you're digesting from media, social media. Um, But then through my research is uh, the vagus nerve has what we used to think was only two responses. And if you don't understand the vagus nerve, it's kind of like in your right, kind of behind your collarbone and your shoulder Mm -hmm. in a little way. It's over that area. And it is uh, responsible for stimulating our nervous system and calming our nervous system. They thought it could only do one or the other, Hmm. but this um, doctor did a ton of research and found out that there's a third thing where you can be stimulated and calmed at the same time. And he calls it like the social connection theory. Mm. And so it's our system where social connection is really the antidote for all of the anxiety. And that's why it's really important that we find ways to connect with people, FaceTime, mm. Skype, hangouts, you know, phone conversations, texting. Um, that really helps us be reminded we're not alone and that will ultimately soothe our system. So we stop feeling like, out of control <laughs> right and the irony yeah right the irony being we're told not to do all that stuff and we work with a bunch of millennials here and you know they're social they're more social than w- us that have children and stay home with well, i'm used to quarantine btw this is like just having a baby oh, this, this is, is like not regular hard. life yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for for people with children they're like oh the only thing that's different is that they're not going to school but we basically do this all the time um totally but for younger people like we have in the booths you know zolo he's in college he's living still living in the dorms at his college and it must be really tough i imagine for for the youngsters as they say to want to go out and party but you're what are you telling yeah. those youngsters listening miss katie what are you telling them stay in it's yeah. not worth it it's not about you you'll survive this like we know that younger people aren't as susceptible but consider what your actions will do to someone else it's not about you right now it's about the greater good mm. so what is what's the hashtag stay in and save lives or mm. something it's, it's legitimately that and i love that meme i don't know if you've seen it going around it's like uh you know our grandparents and great-grandparents were called to war to take to to keep us safe and you're called to sit on your fucking couch to sit on your fucking couch <laughs> like, come on now do your part it's not that hard i know just chill bro netflix and chill i mean isn't that what we all exactly. want to do it's so the irony is like that's all anybody says oh it's the weekend i'm gonna netflix and chill and now everybody's bitching because they that's all we're being told to do basically it, it, yeah and it's like that's the easiest thing you could do oh, so christ all right. What yeah. about other kid stuff? Anything kid related? Let me see. What have you been being asked about kid stuff? I don't even know what to ask you. Oh, oh. Um, what about anxiety about death and stuff? My son's been like, are you going to die? Like, because the dog died a while back. Oh, death. Yeah. I mean, the thing about kids and death is it's, it's, it's okay to talk about it with them. I think we as adults have our own response to death. Where we're like, oh my God, it's, it's scary. It's terrible. We shouldn't talk about it. I'm trying to personally avoid it in my brain. And then kids become worried about it because they're like, oh, this is something that's worrisome. Mm. But if you say, you know, like, 
um, you know, all, all of us will die at some point in a time, you know, but we have to take care of ourselves. And I think it's just, it's part of a life conversation. It's not really something that should be avoided because then it makes children think that it's like scarier. Yeah. So it's actually okay to just talk about it. And I think having a dog pass away is actually an, uh, an easy way to have a conversation with a child you could say like, yeah, that, you know, they were getting old and their body just couldn't take it anymore. And they passed away and went to doggy heaven or whatever. If you want to talk about it that way, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. Um, but I think the more we talk about it and if they say, are you going to die? You can say, well, you know, I take care of myself so that I will have a long life. But at some point, you know, I will die. And, <sighs> you know, is that scary to you? Let them ask you questions. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, we kind of have to like hold space for our children so that they feel safe to ask the questions. So that then they get the answers from us. They don't make them up. Got you. Okay. It's hard though. I know. Cause I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> well, I think I was having, <laughs> I think the older I get, the more existential I become where I'm actually oh, yeah. more worried about dying and death. I, but I got my physical recently and I'm not dying right now. So that's kind of good to nope. know. Um, you could even say that to Ellis. Say like, oh, and I went, yeah. got my physical from the doctor and everything looks good. Yeah. He said that my blood pressure is good and you know, yeah, it's okay to say that. I think that gives him also some tangible, like that's why we go to the doctor to make sure we're healthy. We're okay. You yeah. Know? Sorry, I interrupted you though before. Did you have any thoughts for parents and for children in this time? Anything else? You I think um, something I've been seeing a lot of my friends do, and I don't know if this is helpful, but some kids don't like to have their hands washed or wash their hands or have themselves wiped. I mean, I remember when I was a babysitter and nanny, they fight the wipes, <laughs> yeah. especially on their face. My and kids stuff. They, like, hate it. Yeah, as if you're like torturing them. I'm like, life is really much harder than this. Hang in there. I know. I tell them, I'm like, you think I was wiping cyanide on your face? Like, it's a fucking wet tissue, bro. It's a boogie wipe. Yeah, dude. Seriously, like, get with it. I know. Yeah. So, one of they've been doing some craft projects to show them, like, uh, because you have to talk about the the you can get sick, and Mm. they I don't know if you've seen this, but people it's been on Instagram now. You put like a bowl with water and like some black pepper on it. Mm And you stick their finger in, in the black pepper and say when it's dirty, like it's not clean. Mm. And then you have them dip their finger in soap and they put it and the pepper moves away from them. Like it mm. cleans it, like pushes it out. And so you can say like, this is, those are the germs that can get us sick. Mm. And that's why we have to wipe with these or we have to wash with this, you know, um, is so that we don't get sick. And gotcha. it's kind of a fun craft project. It also kills some time because, I mean, you're home alone with kids all day. It's a lot. Oh, I know. I... <laughs> Don't I know it? Um, Yeah, we've been painting a lot. I've been letting messes happen a lot. Um, Okay, I know you have another call. I really thank you so much for for calling in. And how about, I mean, anything else, Katie? How's your life going besides? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, things are good. I think part of what I would just encourage everybody and even myself to do is is to keep some sense of normalcy. Yes. Yes, you're overwhelmed, so you're not going to get as much done as you normally would, and that's okay, so don't shit-talk yourself about it. You're doing the best you can. But try to get some physical exercise. Not You don't have to, like, you know, jam out and do crazy workouts, but, like, try to stretch. Try to move around. Um, if you have, you know, children and you're splitting time, you and your partner should split the time with them so that you get a little break. Like, just try to give yourself some sense of normalcy so that you know we can weather this because hopefully it'll be over soon but we really don't know that's really good advice and also i mean i'm a huge advocate of keeping a schedule in the house anyways for the children to to know what's coming and i think maintaining some routines if you can right and some schedule if you can is good and don't let yourself go completely off the rails you know, a little, I think a little cookie eating is fine, but let's not gain. <laughs> Agreed. Right? Like, <gasps> yeah. let's not gain 60 pounds and now we're in double, double trouble. Um, totally. But yeah, yes, I think the, the rituals and routines do keep us feeling somewhat sane during this very, like, insane time. It is insane, girl. I've never experienced yeah. this level of cray cray in my life. It, it It's crazy. Like, I don't even, I'm sure everybody feels this way, but I, like last week you and I were talking, I was like, yeah, I'll come in. Yeah. That's no problem. And then boom, it was like, no, we can't. Like, I feel irresponsible, like walking out to get my mail for God's sake. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, should I be out here? It, it's really, it's an interest. It's crazy. It's an interesting time. It's something that I think we'll look back on in, you know, 20 years and be like, wow, remember that? That was yes. wild. 
that you this know? is wild the um you're right the suddenness the suddenness of it it was like one mm -hmm. minute i was i literally was in my doctor's office getting a physical I was supposed to fly to Miami the next day and just as a passing. Oh, yeah, for your show. Yeah. I go, yeah. I go, what do you think of me going to Miami tomorrow? And he looked at me and go, that's the dumbest question you've ever asked. And I go, what about London yeah. in one month? He goes, that's the second dumbest question you've ever asked. <laughs> and then he called me the R word. I'm like, what? <laughs> like literally my doctor. And I, I'm like, <laughs> and I go, wow, okay. Uh, something, something's changing. Yep. You know, the culture had changed. Something had shifted in that day. And then by the time I got home, I had canceled Miami, and that was it. Um, okay. Well, I just want to thank you, Katie, for taking time out of your um, pandemic life. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. To talk Always to us. Always happy to come on. And I may check in with you next week. I mean, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. And um, but anyway, thank you so much. And be wash your hands. <laughs> you too. Take care. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll be around next week too. All right, girl. Go F your husband. What else are you going to do? Go pet your dogs. I, right. I know. All right. All right, do. dude. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh -huh. You're the best. Bye. There you go. Katie Morton says you guys should be petting your dogs and panicking. No, she didn't say panic, but uh, crazy times, my loves. Crazy times. Um, so let's do some business. I love these follow up stuff we did this one oh okay this person's responding to my um collecting my children's hair from their haircuts <laughs> hey cp you keeping your baby's hair isn't abnormal but the guys giving you gripe made me question if the fact that i kept my baby's umbilical cord in my underwear drawer is quote too carried away from ap Interesting hot topic is keeping your child's shriveled umbilical cord too much. Well, not like a regular mom. Yeah. I'm a cool mom. You're an unhygienic mom. I think that, I mean, A, is it hygienic? That's a question for Dr. Drew. B, some people eat placenta after they've had their children. Hey, man, I think we love our kids so much that you don't want to part with um, any of their little bits. I fucking get it. I guess my question would be, is it in a jar or is it just kind of like a beef jerky type of situation? Yeah. Is it just dehydrated? Yeah, it's a, it looks like a tiny beef jerky and it's kept in this person's underwear drawer. That's definitely not the place for it. I no. think over the fireplace is where you put something like that, right? <laughs> You have to mount it properly. You have to put yeah. it in a jar. Turn it into like a Christmas ornament or a Hanukkah bush <laughs> oh ornament, whatever God. you do. I think a Chris Christmas ornament um, would be the best. The best. I'm trying to think, but I'm going to keep all my kids' teeth. I. But okay, I so hold on. Them. So what's your yeah? What's your storing technique with the teeth? Oh, I, I think I will just put them in like a nice little jewelry case. Hold on. Would put them in, meaning that they're not there yet? No. Where are they now? No, there aren't any because they haven't lost their teeth yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. What they're age not do they start losing their teeth at? I think like six, five or six. Pretty seven. good run. Pretty good run. Yeah. Boo-boos. Um, so you're going to like keep it in a, in a mason jar over the fireplace or put like a nice like, see-through magnet holder onto the fridge so everyone could see his teeth? No, I'm keeping it in my jewelry case, the little drawer. Because here's what I learned. So we had this guy organize our home at one point, and I have all these keepsakes from both of my children. He goes, it's one thing to keep the things, but you must keep them stored properly, which makes a lot of sense. Like... I just had my wedding dress thrown in a closet. <laughs> He's like, mm, we should probably have this. If you want to keep it, just store it properly. So I don't know what that properly means, but if you're going to keep this umbilical cord, you may want to look into the proper way of storing it so that like you can give it to that kid when they're an adult. You know, I don't know what that would be, but food saver, food saver, <laughs> shrink wrap. Yeah, you just vacuum all the air that can make it go bad, and then it's like boom, good forever, right? <laughs> I don't know. Set it and forget it. I set it and forget it. Um, but there are people out there that can probably help you with this. Like there are people whose job it is. To, they're called um, like professional packers, professional organizers. I would contact like an organizer and have that um question asked so anyway here's a general mail uh this is about wiping front to back very important topic around here greetings from england oh england i hurt i hope you guys are okay not a mom but i love listening to all your insights thank you 
Thanks to your podcast, last week I realized I've been wiping incorrectly. Let me clarify. I always do front to back. Front to back. Right. When I brown, just not when I pee. I kind of remember a friend telling me I was doing it wrong in my 20s, and I just ignored her advice. <laughs> now I'm trying to break a 35-year habit. I think I should ask my mom, what the F? I want to find out what my sister does, but she's kind of annoyed with me at the moment, so it might not be the best time to ask. Anyways, thanks. I'm learning this new skill because of you guys. Love to the whole team. Eile? Eile. Well, yes. Thank you, Eile. I'm so happy that you are now wiping correctly. So just to recap, <laughs> for those of you listening, um, I would say front to back as a universal wipe technique is good judgment for men and women because that way everything gets pushed back and that includes urine and the brown. You don't, you'd rather have poopy this way than forward because you don't want poop in your urinary tract. There you go. So if you have little girls front to back. Yeah. Very good. Oh God. Uh, let's do, oh, oh, do we have any general? Okay. Let's do. A mom hack. Hi, oh, my name is Anna from Ohio. I'm 25 years old and a first-time mom to a seven-month-old boy. I wanted to share a mom hack. Currently, my son hates having his diaper changed. Yeah, they all do. He stands up, yep, wiggles and flips over so much that he ends up rolling around in his poop if I'm not quick enough. Yeah, I suggest buying colorful greeting cards to distract them. I've been giving him my Mother's Day card to hold. Every time I changed him, it distracts him. Just long enough to get him changed. Keep him high and tight, Mommy Anna. Uh, yeah, diaper change with boys is very different than diaper change with girls. One time, Bert was over at our house, and I was changing Ellis, and he was about six months old. And Ellis was doing a crocodile roll as I'm just, like, just trying to, un, you know, put the diaper on. And he goes, <laughs> Bert goes, whoa, <laughs> girls don't do this. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. And they grab everything within uh, uh, they can. So here's what I like to do for diaper changes with boys. Number one, if you don't already do this, wee-wee pads, puppy pee-pee pads, essential, essential. This goes not just for boys, for girls. Go to Amazon, get your puppy training pads, put that on your changing table, okay? It's better than don't do cloth because then you have to put that in the washing machine every time. Wee-wee pads, you can get caca on them, and then you just toss them in the, the diaper pail. Even better. Anyway, you put the baby down on the wee-wee pad. You got your uh, backup die-die. You put it under the baby, right? So now you've got two die-dies. Okay, and here's a technique I've learned over the years. When you're going in for the poopy die-die change, you want to put your thumb, so you're, you're unwrapping the diaper, scoop already, right? So you've already kind of got it under the bum, and then in the the beans, right? You kind of want to scoop and pull down the caca. That's going to be there as fast as you can. Cover it immediately with the backup dye dye. Throw that one away and get your wipes. And then, as, oh, and then you can use the second one if it's a real disaster. Whoosh, to do a second layer of wipe and then as quick as you can. Distraction toys, 100%. Car, toy cars, the greeting card, uh, anything that's got sounds, lights, they love that. We used to have a Tweety Bird, doo -doo 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 -doo, you hand it to them, and then the boy is occupied. Always keep them occupied. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other tips and tricks I have. Oh, get the goddamn wiper warmer, Bruce. Come on, go get it on fucking Amazon. It is so cheap. A wiper warmer makes everybody's life so much nicer. But yes, good luck with your boy. They're They're so hard. Um, oh, I have voicemail mom hacks. Also, send me how you're entertaining your children in this time. Um, how are you moms keeping them busy? I'll share you what I've been doing. I find that a bowl of rice, if you get a, a nice metal bowl, a big one, you just find some rice or some beans that you're never going to effing use anyways. Put them in there. I hand the boys spatulas, cups, shaker bottles, and I let them go to town on rice and beans. Does it make a mess? Yeah. But we're in quarantine and I don't care. And if it keeps them quiet for an hour, that is great. Uh, we've watched Toy Story 3 no less than 15 times a day at my house. <sighs> and for some reason, Ellis refuses to watch any other movie but Toy Story 3. And it's the most depressing, weird one. Like, they get sent to a preschool and they're like they have to escape from it. It's like such a bummer. He's so dark. Oh, is that 
Is that a version of a Toy Story that like they teach kids about like the Holocaust and stuff? It's kind of what it sounds like. So that's like yeah. a Five Will Goes West type of deal. That was so depressing. Those Five Will movies. Yeah, it's I all about like, those. hey, you know, what we should teach kids <laughs> about genocide. <laughs> <laughs> the Russians. No, no, it's not about that. But it, it is about like being left at a preschool, being left by your owner, and it's just. Really bad. I haven't seen it. Wait, it's mostly about just being abandoned. Yeah, so they grow up with this boy. Uh huh. And then the boy goes to college, and the mom is like, "You need to get rid of all your toys." I know. And then he, she's like, "You want to donate them? You want to keep them in the attic?" And he's he's intending to store them in the attic, but then they accidentally get thrown away by the mom, and then they go on this horrible journey to a preschool where they're abused by children. And then they have to find a way out, but they can't get out. And then they almost get killed in a melty fire of garbage. It's like really terrifying. It's really, really scarring. I don't like it. <laughs> I hate it. I'm trying to get him back into um, the incredible life of pets, which is a bit lighthearted. <laughs> I think he's got. See, I, I, I should probably talk to him because I, I have been just saying that we've been on a vacation from school. Maybe I need to talk to him about his feelings. I don't know. Let's oh oh so anyways here's a, a, other things I've been doing around the house. Um, I go to Amazon. I've always bought bulk because I shop on Amazon. A roll of scotch tape goes a really long way. You hand a four year old and a two year old a roll of tape, they will go to town on it. Also, shaving cream. I'm a huge believer in just a can of uh, shaving cream. Give it to those kids. Put them in the bathtub. Let them go to town with that. Easy peasy lemon squeezy um, paint, huge in our house too. I got spin art from Amazon recently. That was a huge hit. Um, I'm trying to think. I've heard um, I heard this tip that I kind of like yeah. um, because boys inherently like to break stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just go outside like against like a wall or something and just take some ice cubes. Oh. And just be like, hey, bro, just like chuck these at the wall over there, Doug. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea until they start chucking it at the dog and Ooh. then at their little brother. Yeah, that does kind of train them to throw <laughs> shit and yeah. break shit even more, huh? Yeah. Not really an outlet. Maybe save that one for middle school. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an older boy. <laughs> they always want to destroy stuff. You're always curbing that thing of like just boy destruction. Uh, water balloons. We're huge fans of just filling up water balloons and tossing them in the backyard. Um, a box of flour. I've got, um, a, you get a box, you put flour in it, you put a little oil in it, vegetable oil, mix it up. It kind of makes the flour a little less, what's the word, dusty? Like sticky. Stick, it makes it a little sticky. You put in cups, you put in dinosaurs. Oh, it makes it like easier to clean. Yeah, and oh. it also keeps the keeps the powder together. I love that. Um, anyway, write to me. Let me know where my mom's at at gmail.com. Let me know what you're doing. Send me videos. Oh, I want to see your videos of your quarantine. <laughs> Let's see how horrible your life is right now. Because I think all every parent listening is like, it's fu- it's so annoying. Like there is a point in the day where I shut down and I'm just like, you got, you got to go to bed. I think I sent the kids to bed at 6.30 last night. I was like, night, 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 night. And we let Ellis sleep with us um, uh, two nights ago. Oh, this is fascinating. So, you know, when you sleep with your kid and it sounds like a good idea and then they sleep with you next to you and they kick you the whole night and yep. nobody sleep. Oh, you know this? Did mm-hmm. you kick your parents to death? Uh, you know, just, yeah, that's a thing to do. That's the thing to it's do. how you pass the time in there. Yeah. So I texted my pediatrician and I go, what the fuck is up with these kids moving around? Well, it's something to do with their brains, obviously. And they're, um, because they're so young, their inability to suppress their physical stuff, right? When, when adults dream, uh, that part of your body is suppressed the the nervous system. So you don't kick around. So they're dreaming. And also another thing she said, which was fascinating is so she had a case where a little girl was kicking a lot in her sleep and the parents were all panicked thinking that she had MS or some kind of condition. And it turns out that children masturbate in their sleep. Now, not I'm not saying sexually. Yeah, not sexually. Not like where they know what they're doing and they're watching porn and they're into interracial gangbangs. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. They they know that something feels good and they're 
that's what they're doing in their sleep. Isn't that fascinating? I had no idea. That's wild. So they're actually, your children could be masturbating, which is, I thought was just Hmm. wild. Because I do remember as a little girl being like, oh, that part of my body feels nice, but I didn't, you know, you don't have an orgasm or you don't actively like rub one out yet. But anyway, that's what they're doing in your sleep. Kids are doing it. Chew on that disturbing thought, guys. Um, okay. We got um, a couple of voicemail. Uh, mom yeah, yeah, yeah. Hacks. Let's do mom hacks. Those are my absolute favorite thing. What you got? Let's go. What you got? Hi, James. My name is Tom. Just uh, wanted to give you a dad hack that I've shared with other people and I found really useful. Uh, when your kid falls down or smacks into something or whatever, and they are not crying, but they look at you like, should I be crying? So many people make the mistake of going, oh, are you okay? And then they cry. Mm. But if you go, you're all right, mm-hmm. then you got about a 50, you got a better chance of them not crying. If you say, oh, you're okay, because then they look at you like, oh, oh, really? I'm okay? And mm. then they don't cry. Um, mm. Well, you get left tears. Every once in a while you say you're okay, and they cry anyways. But anyway, that's my dad hack. Have a good one. Keep mine tight. Bye. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a dad hack? <laughs> You're fine. Suck it up, homo. <laughs> what are you, a pussy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't say it like that. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of it is tone. Um, they're looking to you for a cue as to how to react to that. Um, I like the idea of like, yeah, if it legit was just a little nothing, yeah, okay, well, good. You do good. We're good. We're good. Okay, let's go. But I always do worry about like them not being able to gauge on their own how they feel. So I do like to check in with him, even if he's uncertain. Like, how you doing? Does that is that hurting you? Because you also don't want to, I think, discourage somebody from learning if that feels bad. So, right? No, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like, but, but I think it's also if the kid, like, if he broke something or if she broke oh a you'll leg know or, it it's like that trick will not work no <laughs> if uh if bones broke or something Hell you know no. it's a good preemptive it's a good preventative measure but it's not like a it no won't stop them from crying their eyes out if they you know tore an acl or something no but i've seen i've seen yeah they do i've seen parents over overdo the you're fine get up you're fine and you're like well that kid's gonna have anxiety issues later on in life anyway what y'all let's do it let's do another mom yeah All right, so this one is like part mom hack, part follow-up from uh, what we talked about last episode. Mm. Hi, guys. Um, I was listening this morning, and it was we were talking about um, the first poop after you deliver a baby. Mm. And something that I came up with was uh, putting a pad in the freezer and then just applying counter pressure to your girly parts so that um, poop can kind of ease more easily come out of your butthole. Hmm. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Hmm. Now, hold on. She puts the cold maxi pad before she browns, I'm assuming. I think she just has a stockpile in the freezer. Like, she's got the normal ones, and then she's got the ones that are just for browning. But does she push it up against there after the brown or before the brown? Sounds like during the brown. To ease it? I think to numb it, like, I would probably put it there before the brown. And then right after the brown. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works down there after uh, after birth. Yeah. That's kind of uh, your department there. That's my department. <laughs> I, you know what really helped are Tux medicated pads. I would highly recommend. I mean, they give them to you at the hospital usually. Those medicated pads? That's like... Uh, Tux for hemorrhoids. Mm. That'll help, uh, help that ring sting out, the stitch sting. Fuck, it's so gnarly. Did you ever have your butthole cut? Um... I've had some some uh, what's that part rectum? I've oh, had some of that removed. How do you oh, say? I've had some, how do you say a rectum? rectum? Uh, I've had some like intestine removed. I remember like it was weird pooping after that surgery. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the least. Yeah, my cute like the I don't know if it's like oh maybe this is something we could relate to. Uh, maybe this is something I had that was close to childbirth. But uh, <laughs> is your no. cue for shitting different after birth? Because like for me. It became my new cue was that not, oh, I need to shit. It's, 
Oh, it's uncomfortable to sit. I wonder why. No. No? <laughs> in my case, it was, That's just an intestine I thing. think I have to shit. I better shit right now. Otherwise, it's going to come out. Like, there's there was no time delay. It was like, oh, my God. I better go. Otherwise, oh. I will shit my pants. There was no figure out time. No figure out time because you have no muscle control in that area for a long time. Mm. Hey, so how are you dealing with the stress of this time, Nadav? Are we doubling up on our wings? Or is is the Wingstop Here's open? The thing. Here's the thing. You know, I am actively trying to get sponsored by Wingstop. <laughs> uh, I am trying to comment on every single one of their posts on social media. I'm trying to slide in their DMs. So far, nothing, but I am persistent. Okay. Um, and a lot of people I see are commenting saying like, man, you do need to stock up on that Kirkland TP, like for that yeah. butthole. Here's the thing, though. Mm. I've been on Wingstop Ranch for a long time. My body knows what to do with it. So mm. it's just business as usual when I'm doing like 24-7 wing stop, you know? Wait, so you are eating 24-7. What are you doing to cope? That's probably not good. Uh, I'm Is not that what you're 20, doing? I did have wing stop like three times last week. So but, you, you are stress eating at this point? Uh, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it stress eating. I mean, it's normal meals. I'm definitely like eating there more than I feel like I'd like to. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely stressing out a bit, you know? Like I, I, I thought I was a master at compartmentalization just from like, you know, all the traumas and stuff that I've dealt with over the years. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good at not having this, like, affect me when I don't want it to. <laughs> um, but, like, I slept like shit last night. I woke up at 4 in the morning. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Why am I – why can't I go back to sleep? Like, I'm just just an overall layer of anxiety and stress yeah. more than I usually am is, like, added on top of my life right now. You know what's interesting? Hmm. I've been sleeping like an angel. I think. Hold on, this whole time or ever since you decided to just start listening to Drew? Oh, no, this whole time. Interesting. And I fall asleep at early AF. I'm talking 9 p.m. and then I sleep until the kids wake up. And I haven't slept this great But are you using? Forever. Are you using like sleeping aids? Or you use no. the CBD stuff, right? No, I stopped. No, no, no. Whoa, well, you're doing this. Comp you're no. having at what Bert calls unassisted sleeps? <laughs> Here's what I am doing. Sometimes I will have a glass of wine. I'm trying not to drink. Uh -huh. No, nothing, nothing. Because I'll tell you why. I think just having all of us under the same roof, it feels so good to me. Like knowing that Tommy's there, I feel like we're okay. I, just having Tom there, I think, is he's my security blanket in life. Right. I mean, yeah. all of you haven't been like in the same place for this long yeah. in a row. Huh? That's what I'm saying. Kind of the, the short of the fires. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, the blessing in the skies, as they say, is that he's uh, <laughs> yeah, you're really ahead of the ahead curb. of the curb. Yeah. I go to the library and mm -hmm. I order an espresso. Is that <laughs> <laughs> is that we're all together for the first time in for ages. And like, I really am kind of enjoying it. Yeah, do you think uh, baby number three is going to be coming no, anytime soon because of all this time together? Or... <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> So many kids are going to be born I in nine know. months. So many. I know. But you know what? And I was saying this on YMH is that I'm not feeling that urge to F. Like when 9-11 hit, I was like, I better F. I, I need to reproduce. I did have this unconscious thing. And I don't feel like this is that catastrophic i don't think this is the end of the world i think this is a pause on the world and it's going to impact people horribly financially and stuff but we're not going to all die and shit it's just annoying it's it's going to be an annoyance the great annoyance anyway yeah what I do think, you think i think we'll rebound you know it's yeah it's one of those things where it's like it totally sucks right now um yeah. but you're not dead yet so you know put your pants on one leg at a time and you know just keep walking and walk it off you champ right yeah and i don't think we're all gonna die i think that it is a specific group that's more susceptible and uh whatever whatever we'll be fine all right mom hacks what do we got we got another one yeah i love these we got oh okay so this we've had something similar to to the to to this that's being described as a hack Okay. But I feel like this has a high potential to backfire. Tell me what you think. <laughs> okay. Hey, Mommy. Um, and just to clear anything, you are the water champ. Yeah, okay? clearly. So I have a mom hack for you. Um, I use it sporadically with my job. Um, and I work in an office, so this works for me. It could work in any profession. just depends on what you do. But, you know, if you're at work and you're just like, God damn it. I fucking hate it here, and I hate my boss, and people are pissing you off. Yeah. Just sit at your desk and then just pick up your phone, 
walk out in the hallway, make it like a minute or two, walk back inside, and then go to your supervisor, boss, or what have you, and say, oh, my goodness, my school or daycare just called, and my kid just threw up Mm. or got hit in the head or whatever excuse. Um, I have to, you know, is it okay if I leave to go tend to them? And 99% of the time, they'll be like, oh, of course, you know, I hope she feels better or she's okay. And then, boom, you get to fucking leave. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Hope that helps. I love, love it. You. I love it. And I hope I would add to that an addendum. You better not go and pick up your kid early from school. You better go to the movies or get yourself a pedicure or do something fun for yourself. Okay? That's the addendum. Now, not right now. Obviously, we're in pandemic mode. Maybe you'll go for a walk. But do something for yourself, girl. Good for you. Now, you don't think that ever has the possible. Like, all it takes is one time calling that bluff. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know what? Actually, you need like we need you here, but you know, I will call for an Uber or like I'll I will pay for whatever to get your kid picked up. And now it turns into a thing like, ooh, how do I get out? No, of this because Uber won't re- the the school won't release your kid to anybody who's not on like a, a specified sheet. Mm. They won't throw your kid in an Uber. <laughs> you have to go. It's like mom, not dad. Not even in LA. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> they do not give your children to just anybody. <laughs> No, no. What do you think? These are like dogs. I think it was these a little are... different when I went to school. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're they just were... like, who? Hey, you can't stay here anymore. Why isn't it? Why aren't you picked up yet? You know, no. stuff like that. <laughs> no, they care nowadays who they give your kid to. You can't just throw them in the streets, dude. Not in the streets, but you're like, hey, yeah. just stay close to the gate, but we are going to lock this behind you. No. Oh, no, okay. not, oh, no. No, they don't do that anymore? And first of all, okay, how are they going to catch? Okay, a stomach flu lasts like 24 hours. That's a good one to do. Or you could just be like, yeah, diarrhea. Diarrhea is a foolproof one. I've used diarrhea on myself to call in sick. Um, diarrhea, right? That's the best excuse. Explosive diarrhea. That's yeah. oh, you always got to add explosive, some sort of adjective that's just like, ooh, this ain't yeah. normal, typical, everyday diarrhea. And vomiting because nobody wants to be around you if you're vomiting. Yeah, it's uh, offer like a vulnerable thing where it's just like, wow, I can't believe they just shared. Yeah, they have explosive diarrhea. No yes, follow yes, yes. up questions for me. Yeah, it's so know? embarrassing that no one's going to ask you. And with children and stuff, like they get they get well so fast. That you could, how are they going to find out? They're, unless, like, you're so enmeshed with your bosses. Like, if his kid or her kid goes to the same school as yours, but kid's school, blah, blah, blah. Just stay off social media, dipshit. Don't get on <laughs> Facebook and be like, dude, I totally played hooky. You know? <laughs> yeah, posting pictures from yeah. the beach and stuff. Yeah, that's how you get caught. So how often would you say that you could use this? I feel like once a week is way oh, too much. too much. Right? Quarterly. Quarterly. Oh, okay. So as often as a beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quarterly BJ calling calling with a kid problem and quarterly explosive diarrhea at daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. Yeah. You need a break. Sometimes you need a break. All right. What I'm glad hacks? you were able to guide me through this one. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember if we played this one on the last one. Have you? Does quilt onesie sound familiar to you? Uh, Making a quilt out of onesies. No. All right. Here we go. Hi, Christina. This is Abby from Wyoming. Love the podcast. I've been listening to it since my son was born. It started the day after he was born, so we listen every week. Anyway, I have a mom hack regarding saving all your little ones' onesies. Um, I heard that you have bins and bins of them Mm -hmm. on episode 24, and Mm -hmm. it's starting to become a lot. Yes. So I save all of my kiddos' onesies but only like the memorable like cute ones that you really like yeah. you know mush over yeah um and I have a friend that sews and so basically I give her all of my onesies or like cute blankets or whatever and she will turn it into a big quilt <gasps> like she'll cut out the cute little graphic um, from the onesie or whatever and just stitch it all together and put a nice fuzzy backing on it and it's just a nice cute quilt. So basically you just turn all those onesies into a really nice big blanket and then you can, Aww. you know, have it forever. Okay, thank you. Bye. Oh my God, I want that lady's um, email native. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email her. Um, 
I mean, I have her phone number. <laughs> we could text her if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. I want that. What a great idea. Dude, if you're out there and you can sew, this is actually a great business idea where you can take your kids' loveies, you can take the onesies, you can take all the stuff that you shouldn't be putting in boxes and make into a quilt. That's a great business idea. Um, one that sounds, uh, what's this word again that we're in? Pandemic proof. <laughs> pandemic proof kind of work you know what i'm saying fuck that's brilliant um okay let's do mom fails we haven't done mom fails in a while what do we got gene now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. fails all right we got some voicemails here's the first one okay <laughs> hey gene this is jason san diego i have a mom and dad fail uh -oh. we had a called a bumbo oh, yeah. on your counter so you can feed your kid when they're an infant. And we had our baby in it. And little did we know that he was going to start uh, trying to sit up and stand up and do all these things that were a little ahead of schedule. And he leapt from the bumbo. And we have a pretty tall counter and uh, he landed on the floor. We had just turned literally for a split second to grab our coffee, which was on the other uh, end of the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, within that split second, he jumped onto the floor, yeah, yeah. which led us to go to the emergency room. And yep. like, oh, it looks like he fell on his arm. He's, his arm's cushioned his head. There's no head trauma. But shortly thereafter, we thought he had developed some sort of kick. We took him to the emergency room and then eventually got CAD scans and hooked him up to an EKG. It was just oh. a whole, whole nightmare that ended up being much ado about nothing so he's happy he's healthy he's fine now he's like two and a half that was like six months old so oh, don't use a bumbo long story short no. thank you keep thank you brothers. keep feathering it yeah the bumbo will you google that so the people watching can see that so the bumbo seed is one of those foreign items um that i loved i think it's a foreign bumbo that's why it's named something so fun like bum boom and it's a little seat you can put your kiddo in when they're right at the age. They should not be walking, but they should be a little shaky wobblies, maybe like four months to about, I don't know, until they're walking before they can walk. Um, and it's good to feed them in. Some of them come with trays. So the Bumbo in and of itself, I don't find to be unsafe. That's one we had. It comes with a tray. They're actually quite great for traveling if you want to put the kid on the bumbo and put them in this you know you feed them the only thing is and this goes with any seat is you never put them on the counter never 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 on the counter because of exactly what you just said happening i man you turn your back on a kid on a counter for one second and they all hell breaks loose i mean one time i mean i if I have my head on the counter, just, you know, and I have to turn my head away from a baby on the counter, I will put my hip like into them and then I will turn my head because those fuckers will fall down. They'll grab a knife. They'll f whatever it is you don't want them to do. They will do on that counter because they've never they never get to sit up there. One time, Ellis, I had him sitting on the counter and he was older. He was like two. God, this was my big mom. Feel. I don't know if I've shared this one, but. The toaster, we had just used the toaster, so it was still hot. And he was, you know, on the counter. He was so excited to be there. And I kept telling him, don't touch the toaster. It's hot. Don't touch it. And what does he do? Toaster. Ha! And he burned his little hand. And oh, my God, I felt so bad. It was the worst. It was the worst. I still feel horrible to this day. But um, never. And same on the diaper, the changing table. Do not walk across the room to get anything. Try to keep your onesies and everything in drawers under the changing table. They make changing tables now that go on top of dressers. So you just open, open, open. I, I put everything right there so that you don't turn your back on the kid ever, 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 ever. Fuck. Bad. All right. What else we got? Fails. All right. We got one more voice. <sighs> Hey, Jeans. My name is Tom. Kind of got a dad fail. Uh, when my daughter was a toddler, we gave her raisins, whole raisins. Wasn't thinking much about it. Um, well, apparently she swallowed them whole. Sorry, my tongue there. Swallowed them whole. And uh, 
when they came out the back end, they rehydrated, and she was, like, having the toughest time getting them out because, you know, little bitty kid trying to push out grape-sized things. Um, so that's my failure. Thank you much. Have a good day. High and tight. All that. Later. That can happen? Yeah, I had no idea. That sounds terrifying. That can happen? No, that can't. Really? They rehydrate in your colon you know, and then maybe drive through Drew. Maybe we do an experiment. <laughs> you do an experiment. I'll do it. I'll do it. I think I could push a grape out. I think I could push out a rehydrated raisin. I'll do I'll take one You'll for the do team. It? You know what? I think, you know, for the okay. good of science and where my mom's at, <laughs> I think everyone wants to know what'll happen. So I will uh dry swallow some raisins for everybody. Ugh, I hate raisins, don't you? Fucking hate them. They're okay. I hate raisins. Why? Do you like grapes? Dicks. Yeah. What are you doing? What's going on? I like that. (laughs) I don't like. I always hated being given raisins as um, snacks, or worse, during Halloween when some asshole gives you raisins. Remember that shit when you trick or treat? Oh, okay. So you see it as like fake candy, which is why you don't like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This is making more sense. Nature's candy. (laughs) I want your nasty raisins. Yeah, I would always hate that when my parents are like, I'm hungry. And they're like, eat an apple. I'm like, no. No, give me (laughs) a Pop-Tart, I want something I want. God damn. All right. Um, Is that it for the fails? Okay. Let's do what would Christina P. do? Okay, let me see. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? Mm. All right, let's do a voicemail. What you got, mommies? What you got? Hey, mommy. So yesterday was mine and my boyfriend's one-year anniversary, and I have two kids from another dude. We're not going to talk about that. But uh, so as soon as I got the kids to bed, we... I was so excited to go and celebrate our anniversary, and I came up to him, passed out on my bed. So, Christina, I'm just wondering, what do you do to keep from strangling Tom yeah. on a daily basis? But anyway, mm. if you have advice, please let me know. Thanks. Bye. Hmm. That is just like, isn't that the essence to all marriage? Is how do you keep from strangling your partner? Well. Here's what I found in 15 years of being with the same dude. Is that like, first of all, you don't fight about everything. Whoever said that honesty is the best policy has never been married for 15 years. Like you don't fucking bring up every little thing. You just let it go. You let stuff go. You try to stay kind no matter what and get away. Sometimes you need to get away from each other. Go outside, get away from your partner but him falling asleep when you wanted to go to Pound Town, ugh, super annoying. Is that is that what happened? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, that's what I took away from it too. God damn it. Well, I mean, look, at least my husband's always ready to go to Pound Town, so you can just reboot and try again, right? I mean, yeah, I don't I don't even think I mean, I don't know this uh this mommy's husband or sorry, this mommy's uh boyfriend, this person that she's having a anniversary with. I don't think he would be too upset if you woke him up and be like, hey, I want to go to Pound Town. He'd be like, all right, here we go. Right, right. Let me put my shoes on. Put my shoes on? Are you a porn star? <laughs> yeah, only with my Tim's on. <laughs> Stupid. I'm like, damn, what is Nadav doing on his off time? Yeah, you could wake him up. I mean, look, or you could just say, I'm, you owe me. I, you know, I tend to make jokes being a, we're comics. I'd be like, you fell asleep last night. You got to pay the piper double tonight. Like you just fuck with him and you're like, you better pay me. And then he'll be like, well, what are you talking about? And then you can, you know, tell him whatever sexual favor you want. And be like, well, you got to do this and that. Yeah. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. And then he'll be stoked. Yeah. A sense of humor definitely helps. Um, and then when they're, when my partner's really freaking out, when Tom's really freaking out, I don't fuck with him. But when he's, it's mild like that, just fuck with him, bro. It's always better. All right, one, two, one more, and then uh, we'll bounce. We'll, we'll go back to quarantine. Hey, mommies. I have a question that might stump you, but I love this platform, so I'm going to try it out anyway. I have three kids, two easygoing kids that make me look like a varsity mommy on the regular. But ironically, it's our middle child that is spirited, to put it kindly. <laughs> She's four and has been using Jesus against us to usurp authority. 
We are surrounded by very, very religious family members, but my genes and I aren't part of that craziness anymore. Mm. So lately, when confronted with typical authority issues, my daughter pulls this trump card saying, you're in charge of me, but Jesus is in charge of you. So Jesus is in charge, and he told me I can. Can you help give advice how to navigate these waters because Jesus ain't helping? Keep it high and tight. Love you, mommy. I think you have a genius on your hands, and that little girl is going to be the leader of the world, man. Brilliant. Brilliant logic. She should definitely go to law school. How do you combat that? Brilliant. Okay, so Jesus is the boss of mom and dad, and Jesus told her the logic is really sound. So, like, I'm I'm trying to go back to like my logic 101 and philosophy. Like, the pre- if the premise is that Jesus is, uh, oh, okay. So, her premise is that Jesus is the supreme ruler of all things, correct? Mm-hmm. And therefore, whatever Jesus says goes. That's not true. God is the Father of Jesus. And he's Ooh. a supreme leader. So what you say, so you have to out-logic a four-year-old. <laughs> they have I, don't to even, use their logic. I don't even think you necessarily need to out-logic them. <laughs> you do. I, I think you just, you know, they're using arguments like that. You use the, you could use four-year-old type arguments back and they won't question it. I don't That's think. what I'm saying. So so let's use this four-year-old. This four-year-old's yeah. logic is, but Jesus is the su- supreme leader and <laughs> Jesus is in charge of you and Jesus says it's okay. No, no. And then the, you, so you have to correct their logic and say, no, no, Jesus is not the supreme in charge. It is God. Ooh. And God and I had a discussion. I and see. And this is what's up. And I have a direct line to God. There you go. Yeah. yeah you build that in. Yeah. So they yeah. think that you're Jesus's sister, right? Yeah. That's mm. right. That's right. So God and I had a chat and he said, you need to do whatever we say. And that's how that goes. God and I have an argument. Squashed it. Squashed that shit. Squashed yeah. it. There you go. Perfect parenting. <laughs> Anyways, let me know what you're doing. Send me your videos. I want to hear from you in this crazy time of uh, coronavirus. Um, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you holding up? Email me. Email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Send me your videos. Um, and then or, uh, we'll do, leave voicemails. Leave voicemails. What's at the a, phone number? It's at a two one three three seven five five one eight four. Beep, 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 beep. All right, you guys, stay calm, stay cool. Until next time, bros. Where my mom's? Where my mom's? Where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's? Where my mom's? Where my mom's at? Where my mom's?